Welcome back to season three of the Self-Conscious Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Cortez. And joining us in the studio this week is two special guests for y'all. We got Evelyn Salazar, co-host from season two. She is co-hosting in today's episode, which I'm so excited for you guys to listen to. Hey guys, it's good to be back on another episode. And we are also joined by special guest, Lee Jagger. Hey, it's Lee, America's erotic massage coach, coming at you from Rock the Bedroom. And you are listening to the latest episode from Self-Conscious. Listener discretion is sworn. This episode will contain adult material. Proceed with caution. Welcome back, Conchitas, to another new episode of Season 3. Make sure you grab your café, chocolate de abuelita. I actually recently been told that's probably not the best chocolate to be grabbing because, like, I don't know. But go grab some hot chocolate. There's some Latino-owned hot chocolates, but check out Rancho Market. But besides all that, make sure you don't forget the conchas because we have a whole new episode for y'all. Joining us in the studio this week is Lee Jagger. And she's going to tell us a little bit about herself in just a bit. And in addition to Lee joining us, we're also having Evelyn join us as co-host. So welcome back, Ev. Hey. And we're going to go ahead and get started. So Lee, how are you? I am feeling fabulous. How are you? We're about to have a juicy conversation. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to have a juicy conversation. I'm looking forward to it. For uh, context purposes, we're recording on 11-11, which is a huge manifestation day. And if you're curious about manifestations, we just dropped an episode that actually did come out on the week of 11-11 with La Loca. So go check it out. Obviously, by this time, 11-11 would have passed, but you can always manifest. So. I've been, you know, pampering myself a little today. I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'm actually good for our conversation because <laughs> I feel like I've been so chill and so mellow. I was like, I need somebody to explain some things to me, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I've been kind of sick a little bit, feeling sick. So I kind of just relaxed and stayed home today since I have to go back to work tomorrow. So it's just been a chill day for me. So Lee, before we jump, to them juicy questions as you said uh (laughs) we actually have a fun question for you yeah so what is your favorite thing to do during the holiday season during the holidays i don't particularly like to to cook but during the holidays i love to bake like i love to give away food as gifts and so i like to make almond roca which is just this sugary chocolatey yummy morsel of bliss and wrap it up and give it to people that's what i really love to do (laughs) that's awesome i feel like baked like baked goods like that is very like holiday seasony and it's really nice it's like a it's 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 very like a yeah like a heartwarming gift hallmark vibes is what i get from that yeah very hallmark (laughs) yeah yeah you didn't just go and pick something up at, at a store you know you didn't buy it you made it with your hands there's love in there you know there's yeah there's something special about that I really like that. I appreciate that. That's really sweet. What, what about you, Evelyn? The last part of the year from October to the end of the year is always my favorite time of year because of all the holidays. Christmas is my favorite holiday because I love giving to people. I am so weird because like I'll 
be hesitant about buying myself something like if it's more than like a $20 shirt I'm like oh I can't buy that but when it comes to the holidays and everyone that I love and I want to get gifts for I'm just like spend swipe ring (laughs) and it's really bad but um I don't know I just love the feeling of like giving thoughtful gifts to people makes me happy you know, we live in a fast paced society. And so we're so used to kind of always being on the go. But what I like about the holiday season is like, it kind of almost slows time down a little bit. You appreciate, um, you know, time with your loved ones a little bit more and you appreciate just the day and the weather. I love the holiday season because it feels cozy and cozy to me just means like family and like, you know, Christmas songs in the background, baking, uh, making baked goods and, uh, you know, family traditional recipes and laughing with your loved ones I that's what I like I think I'm very family oriented so I like the fact that I can be with my family in the moment and I've always loved Christmas so I'm looking forward to it it's a very uh, (laughs) it's a very heartwarming very wholesome time (laughs) of the year not at all to what we're talking about but um yeah good to know (laughs) I disagree I think that this topic is very wholesome (laughs) and has so much taboo around it. And that's why people are like, oh, that's dirty. That's, you know, it's, it's, there's shame around it. And so I'm excited to maybe plant a seed in, in your brains and your, your listeners' brains as to how they approach sexuality. Yes. Ooh, she gave it away, Conchitas. She gave it away. We are going to have a very juicy topic, but I actually want you guys to get to know me a little bit better. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I can't talk about myself without talking about sexuality. So yeah, it's it's going to get totally spilled here, but it'll make people want to tune in because it's really juicy. So yeah, turn up the volume. Everybody. Yeah, you don't want to miss this episode. I call myself a sexpert and I'm the founder of rockthebedroom.com and I help all kinds of women, young, young to, you know, women in their 70s who are still sexually active. Wow. I help them claim their confidence, their creativity, their their playfulness in the bedroom. And I do that through erotic massage. I teach women how to do erotic massage. You know, if, if we're looking at a 30,000 foot uh, view of, of what I'm all about, it's my mission to normalize the conversations around sexuality and body parts and make obligatory sex a thing of the past. When we don't talk about this stuff, that's when people have questions that don't get answered. And then they're going along with stuff they don't enjoy. So I'm here to make these conversations a little bit more normal. Speaking of making these conversations more normal, we're going to jump right into it. What was the impetus for becoming an erotic massage coach? I have to start out by saying that I did not go looking to be an erotic massage coach (laughs) because I was the last person to be teaching anybody about how to touch a guy's penis because I did not know how to myself. I was very passive in the bedroom. I never initiated. Foreplay was super exciting for me. That was my favorite part of sex. I was great at receiving it, but I did not know how to give it. I didn't know how to touch his privates at all. When I was in my early 40s, I placed an ad on Craigslist for massage, like Swedish massage. I was totally broke at the time, by the way, which will be quite relevant in in what I'm about to say. This lady, she answered my ad 
And she said, hey, so I saw your ad for massage. You look like you know what you're doing. Have you ever considered erotic massage? And I'm like, uh, that's what the happy <laughs> ending, right? <laughs> like, I, didn't, I wasn't even really sure. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no. No, that is so not my dealio. Like all I could think of was old creepy dudes. And the fact that there's no way I could do that for work because I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know how to use my hands that way. And here I am in my 40s and there was a bit of shame around that. Like, oh my God, I, I don't know how to really rock a guy's world by touching his penis. <laughs> like that's that was such a sad statement, but it was true. So, but I was super curious about this whole industry. And so I, I kept her on the phone and I asked her questions. And finally, she said, you know, you could do a forehand massage where you're on one side of the client, a seasoned pro is on the other side. And you just, you know, follow as she does take mental notes, just kind of dip your toes in the water because I was broke at the time. And, you know, I had a, a 10 year old son, I thought, Oh, my God, you know, if I could just do this for a couple weeks, just to get ahead, I could probably bite the bullet. Like a, a mom will do anything to feed her kids. So that was my situation. So I said, yes. And it turned out the, the guy on the table, he was hot, like <laughs> early thirties. Um, he was in the military. So he had a gorgeous body. He was very attractive and he was <laughs> super hot on the inside. Like he was smart, funny. If I met him out at the bar, I would buy him a drink. At, or ask him out or something like this guy was super she young. would shoot her shot <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out that the second client was the creepy dude and he got off the table partway through unannounced and said okay you get on the table i'm gonna massage you now and i'm like what oh. the and I got him back on the table. I'm writing a whole book about this story. It's really juicy, but this, this is definitely cliff notes. And I got him back on the table and I realized, oh my God, Lee, you don't know your boundaries. Like you hadn't set out any boundaries. You hadn't articulated them. You don't know how to enforce them really. Like, of course this guy jumps off the table and expects to massage you. You didn't have any kind of power. And this is typical about you in the bedroom in general. You just go along with whatever guys wanna do and you don't really have any power in the bedroom. And so I realized, oh my gosh, I'm gonna learn a lot about myself if I actually do this work. So instead of being a couple weeks long, it ended up being six years worth and 2000 clients. And you bet I learned a lot. I became a sex <laughs> goddess. And in my personal life, you know, I was no longer thinking of excuses not to have sex or feeling awkward in the bedroom. I was a sex kitten in the bedroom after I learned what I learned with that work. So I realized one day, oh my gosh, like, I wish I'd known this 20 years ago. My whole sex life would have been completely different had I had someone to teach me this stuff and feel comfortable with touching guys privates. And then I realized, oh, you know, I can't be the only one. And turned out I wasn't. And I decided I wanted to teach this to women. I wanted to teach women how to be confident in the bedroom, how to know their way around a guy's penis even more than he does. Like touch him in ways that he can't even replicate himself. So oh. that's what I started to do. And oh my gosh, that is so fun. <laughs> and it turns out there's a lot of women who need a little bit of 
help in that area. So that's how I came to do this erotic massage coach stuff, totally by accident, kicking and screaming in the beginning and then realizing, oh, wow, this this is good stuff. You know what? Life does that though. Life just randomly throws you on a path that you don't even realize that you're about to go down and then your whole life changes. And that's that like awesome. Yeah. My, my entire life trajectory completely changed. Like there's, there's no way that the day before that you could have ever convinced me that I would be doing erotic massage. Like there's just no way, but it, it was yeah. one of the best things I ever did. Kudos to you for like taking the plunge and being like, I'm going to go out of my comfort zone. I'm going to see where this takes me. And you know, you came out yeah. so much more confident at the end of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> of course, I have additional questions. Since you brought up the erotic massage, do you want to explain that? Like, what is that exactly? That's a great question. So erotic massage, a lot of women assume and men assume that erotic massage is really just a hand job. You're using your hand, you're <laughs> doing, you know, up and down, <laughs> plain all up and down. Everyone knows that. And that's about all there is to do with your hands, right? And it's usually fast and furious and it's a way to get him hard. It's a way to give him a big O and, you know, get him off. The way that I teach it anyway, it is not just a hand job. Yes, you are using your hands and ideally, if you're naked while you're doing it <laughs> to your partner, you could do some yummy body slides and whatnot, but it's mostly using <laughs> your hands. <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. you know, things get spicy when you start doing erotic massage, it, it progresses but it's massage for the whole body but it's a way to totally turn him on tease him in lots of different ways massage even his privates it's not fast and furious it's not plain old up and down like there's 69 different techniques there's not just one but it feels like a slow sunday drive on the scenic route of his body you know, like you're, you're meandering along all his curves. It feels leisurely. It feels luxurious. It's, it's indulgent. It's sensual. And the best part of it is that the woman is in the driver's seat, you know, like she's calling the shots. She's orchestrating all of his bliss. So of course he's looking at her like she's God's gift to man. But it's it, it's massage, but it's definitely incorporating all the juicy private parts into that massage. I love that. I love the way that you described that. It makes sense. Like a nice Sunday cruise, you know, yes. like on the scenic route it, to be luxurious and comfortable. I love the way you described that. Yeah, because I find that a lot of people are in a hurry to cross that finish line of the orgasm. Like, it's a race. It's a sprint. I mean, even if you've got only five minutes to have a cookie, I always tell people go slow. Like this should feel really leisurely. And yeah, you'll have an orgasm in five minutes. If you, if you want to <laughs> him to have an orgasm, you can make that happen, but you always start out really slow and sensual. That's what turns them on the most. I, okay. 100% um, agree. I, have, I have a question. So <laughs> So you said the erotic massage isn't just like a hand job, right? Okay, what are you doing with their penis? I'm confused. What, what is it that you're touching? Like, are you playing with their balls? Are you like stroking their dick? Like, what are you doing? I'm yeah, all, yes, doing? all of the above plus many more. So typically you reach for the penis, but that's one 
of so many areas that are so yummy. So yeah, yes, the the penis and all the different parts of the penis you you touch and stroke in many different ways and with using with different pressure and with different different techniques. But also, yes, the scrotum is so mm -hmm. important. Play with the boys. The scrotum has massive FOMO going on because he's usually not invited to the erotic massage <laughs> party or the hand job party. You know, we go for the penis. But in, in 2000 clients, I only ran across two that did not want me to touch his, his balls because they were just way too sensitive. So two out of every 2000 don't want you to touch their balls, which means there's a whole lot of guys who do want you to <laughs> because okay. it feels so good. And then there's like all the areas around the privates, like in the creases of the legs and around his belly and the perineum, which is also called the taint, where it's, it's between his scrotum, his balls and the anus. So mm -hmm. that little area in there, I've heard side. about that on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard about it. Dude, <laughs> all I can say, all I can say is that yes, it works. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, you know why? Because on the other side of that perineal muscle is the guy's G-spot. It's his yep. prostate. So you stimulate that area and you're indirectly stimulating his G-spot without having to stick your finger in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> interesting yeah so it's it's yummy for most guys most guys find it very very yummy i have an additional question i'll be very honest i'm a little shy when it comes to like playing with, with the man's balls because i i'm actually not sure how much pressure i should be putting in i'm not sure like yeah what i should be doing you know what i mean because like you said that some as women we commonly don't go towards that when we're in the bedroom we're conditioned to not touch like we see scenes in movies where a guy gets kicked in the balls and it that's like the worst thing that you could do to him because it totally paralyzes him he's on the ground like he's writhing in pain so we're afraid to go near that area so oh yeah it, we, we're you know we've got this built-in aversion to the balls because we don't want to hurt him <laughs> <laughs> which valid. You don't want to hurt your guy. There are so many things that you can do with his balls uh, that are very light and also some that are put a little bit more pressure on them. And some guys do like a little bit more pressure, but that's where communication comes in. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you more than anything, communication is key in the bedroom. I mean, most people aren't that communicative in the bedroom because I don't know, it's awkward. We, you know, we're also conditioned to be quiet in the bedroom and just kind of pretend like we know what we're doing. <laughs> and we can, you know, we're having a Hollywood sex, you know, like we're just totally unrealistic. And there's not a lot of talking. But if you can get in the habit of checking in with your guy, like trying something out and going, hey, you know, is this pressure okay? Or, or is that a little bit too much? Or do you want me to put more pressure? Just and getting used to touching the more vanilla parts of his body like if you give him a back massage and you're checking in about pressure and how this feels and how that feels it's so much easier and if you get into practice with that and then you go to the privates and it's so much easier to talk about the privates and what feels good and what doesn't mm -hmm. and when you do that for your guy then you're modeling for him what he can do for you too mm -hmm. because god we really want the guy to say 
is this actually doing anything for you or should I do something else? Because, you know, in our head, we're going, oh God, I hate it when he does that. You know, but often we don't say because we don't want to hurt his feelings. But if he were to actually say, hey, no, I really want to know because I want to get this right. I want to make you feel good because you make me feel like a king. So I want to reciprocate. It's this snowball effect that when women take charge in the bedroom, guys tend to step up to the plate a little more because they now need to keep you happy because they want to go back to that sweet spot where you're touching him in places he cannot touch himself mm -hmm. and make him feel things that he can't feel without your hands on him. So you bet he wants to turn the tables and not be outdone in the bedroom. <laughs> Usually, if he's a good lover, if he's not, you dump his ass and find someone <laughs> else. I'm actually really surprised. You know, you're talking about how a lot of us are conditioned to not, I guess, play with that area. And I was thinking in my head, I've never thought that. I've never been scared. Oh, about good. It. And, and, and it's kind of weird, though. It's, in my head, I'm kind of going like, why? <laughs> like, why was I... I guess I've never thought about that. Okay. It kind of goes back to what you were saying about caressing curves of the body. I am a communications major and I'm a really good communicator and I've always communicated um, like all this stuff in the bedroom and it, which awesome. in turn does make it so that they communicate back. But yeah, I like everything that you've said. I'm like, I've done that. And it makes me feel really good, actually. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. I love hearing when women feel empowered in the bedroom and not so shy to be open and honest and and talk to yeah. their partner. This is great. I love hearing this. It's just kind of surprising, though, because I guess I've always thought, oh, that's just like normal. But, you know, it's there not are a lot of people that don't. Usual. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, too, also with the pressure thing stuff, everyone has their taste. But like my old roommates, like years ago, they used to be sugar babies. And I came home one day after work to or after school to get ready for work. And there was a guy in my living room and he was blindfolded on his knees and they were kicking him in the balls because he paid them to do that. And I remember just walking <laughs> in and being like, uh, okay, I'm headed to work. That's called cock and ball torture. <laughs> and I have been approached many times over the years from guys who, who wanted me to do something like that. And I refused. I mean, it, not that I have any judgment about it, but I just, I cannot bring myself to inflict yeah. pain on somebody like yeah. that. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I was so, it was probably one of the strangest things I've ever encountered, but no judgment. I mean, there's people that do even crazier things, you know, so. Oh, there's some really wild fetishes out there. <laughs> yeah, I always, okay. Is it weird that I like, oh, maybe it is weird, but I ask people what their fetish are. Like I, at work, like, I know all of huh. my coworkers' fetishes. I openly ask them that. You've never asked me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're like, you're like shyer. So if I know you're like shy, I won't like just ask. But yeah, that's funny. I love that's that. I don't like Opening up conversation. Here's my thing. There's a lot of things I would love to try sexually. I know we're talking about uh, sexual massage, right? And that's something on in its own. But in relation to that, because it's still part, it's, it's still under the umbrella of sex. There's things I would like to try sexually, but because I'm not in a relationship with somebody that I fully trust, I can't do that. 
I also think when it comes to sex, you have to trust the person, you know? Yeah. And then therefore there's like communication and you guys can have this bomb ass sex. For example, with the whole massage thing, I'm sure your clients have like trust you with the process. So it all comes down to trust. I I feel like that's probably one of the key things when it comes to sex or anything. Absolutely. And there are definitely techniques to put your partner at ease so that you know they do trust you and and there's certain things that you can do that you don't even realize you're doing that make your partner not trust you even though you are trustworthy if you don't have full trust with your partner in in bed then you can't really let go you always have your guard up and sex is uh, it's it's so delicious when you can just surrender to it when you can just let go and just be lost in it without trust yeah you can't you can't do that so I agree. You shouldn't be with anyone unless you you really trust them. When you say doing things that you subconsciously aren't aware that you're doing that's making them not trust you, what are you referring to? I would tell guys all the time on my table, they would want to reach out and touch me, assuming that they could touch me, they could grope me or whatever, you know, feel my butt or where just because of the nature of the work, they're like, oh yeah, you know, tit for tat, you're touching my privates, maybe I can touch yours. But they wouldn't ask they they would just reach out or they would reach out and touch me while they're saying the words hey is it okay if i touch you but by then it's too late because they've already touched me a lot of the guys their intention was to make me feel good because i'm making them feel so good that they just want to reciprocate but to me it's like yeah no i like if i turn my back to you because i'm massaging you know your lower legs or something i don't know that you're gonna that you're not gonna grab me or something. Like, I don't feel safe turning my back to you. I don't know what you're gonna grope. There's an example of ask before you touch, ask before you do something. That way Mm -hmm. your partner could close their eyes and be lost in bliss and know that, you know, you're not gonna do something that might cause them pain or might feel uncomfortable. If you try something new, you've already established that you're gonna ask them, hey, I wanna try something, I wanna try this. What do you think? Are you into it? And so they can let their guard down. Yeah, not getting consent. There's a great example. And it goes both ways, ladies. Like, ladies need to ask guys for consent too. The answer may be a blatant yes, like an obvious, you know he's going to say yes. But just the fact that you asked, oh, that's a whole layer of trust. Mm -hmm. At first, they may be thinking, why is she even asking me this? But it does go into the trust bank. You know, I'm liking this conversation. I really am. Learning a lot. Awesome. (laughs) That's what I love to do. You know, we're sexual creatures. We got the Mm -hmm. sexual parts. So you would think that we would know all about this stuff. And we're having sex all the time. So, yeah, you know, a lot of people think, "Ah, I already know about sex, whatever. But there's, we don't realize what we don't know. We don't, we don't know the stuff we don't know. You know, there's stuff that I, I know that I don't know. I know that I don't know how to do brown brain surgery. But the stuff that of, I don't know even. We don't know, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the stuff that we don't even know that we don't know. That is more than all the other stuff combined. So when we get into conversations about erotic massage, people really don't understand how deep this rabbit hole goes and what all goes into it. You you bring up a good point. I brought in Evelyn here. I would say she's also pretty experience when it comes to sex she knows a lot more than I do (laughs) Um, not to call you out but I feel like you know a lot more than I do and 
you're more confident talking about it versus where I think it's because of like my upbringing that I'm a little bit more timid to talk about it. What between us, like we talk about it. Holly was saying in the beginning, you know, like it's a taboo topic. People don't discuss it openly. That's facts. Like we don't talk about it openly because of the way we've been conditioned and the way supposedly, you know, the conversations are supposed to have. It's a topic that makes us very (laughs) self-conscious. Yeah, exactly. And I was actually going to bring up the fact that like while somebody can because you brought it up while while you know you're having sex all the time and maybe you know some things right you don't fully know everything because you full you haven't really fully explored your body or maybe you haven't fully explored or gone down that rabbit hole when it comes to sex and everything else that it tells with you know with erotic massage you've been able to kind of unfold all these layers and I don't know. I think that's like super interesting because I think I'm yeah. just diving into being more open about it because I am a sex positive person. So I'm like diving into it now. But you brought up a good thing, which is the fact that sometimes as women, we probably know what we like and what we prefer, right? Because we know ourselves. But since we don't have any men here, brings up my other question. So in your experience, what do men most wish women knew about touching a man's body? All men really, really wish women knew this. And I know because I've I've talked to 2,000 of them and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. That you got to really take notes on this. They wish that women would touch it like they like it. They can tell when you don't feel comfortable touching his penis. Or, you know, if you're looking at it and it's a different color or shape or design or whatever that that you're not used to, or if it's totally flaccid and you don't know what to do with it, like he can feel your hesitancy. He can feel your aversion to touching a penis if that if you're feeling that and man. Oh my gosh, they identify so heavily with their genitals. That's why it's called their manhood. Like their identity is really wrapped up in their genitals a lot. And so if you are not touching it like you like it, like you're kind of like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to get them hard so that we can have intercourse or whatever, like it's a means to an end. That's a punch in the gut to a guy. And he can tell. Ladies, you're not fooling anybody. (laughs) Any listeners out there who's just like, yeah, okay, I'll touch it if I have to. Yeah, he knows that. And that doesn't feel good to him. And so that's what I teach. Like, I don't convince them that doing a hand job is a good thing to do if they don't like it. I teach them how to touch a penis in different ways that do feel good so that they will like it. So they're like, oh my God, I can't keep my hands off of his privates. I wake up in the morning and that's the first thing that I reach over and touch. You know, like that kind of confidence and comfort around his privates. Yeah, all guys want women to love on the penis, <laughs> not just out of obligation touch it. I don't know. It's almost like a stigma, like girls being scared about a guy's penis, kind of the same way how some guys are scared of a woman's vagina. <laughs> like the whole concept when like going down, you know, some girls feel some sort of way when it comes going down on a guy. Some guys feel some sort of way when it comes down to going down on a girl. I feel yeah. like it's only, it almost mirrors each other, you know? Absolutely. The foundation to all of that, you know, feeling that sort of way, whatever that it, it, some kind of discomfort, it all boils down to not knowing what to do down there. Oh man, guys trying to figure out a vagina. 
good luck, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, we, and every, everyone looks different and we don't have a penis. So we don't, you know, we don't know what he likes. Maybe our last boyfriend liked this, but maybe this guy doesn't like it at all. So, yeah. so when you don't have a lot of tools in your sexual tool belt, then yeah, there's a lot of walking on eggshells when it comes to going down there. And that's why we don't want to touch it because we just don't know what to do with it. But if you knew like 69 different ways to touch a man's penis and scrotum and him and all those areas to make him see God, <laughs> then you would have no hesitation going down there. No hesitation whatsoever. If you knew lots of things to do with it, you'd be totally confident. That's true. Right? Like one of my clients, Stacy, she's like, I have never been so excited to date in my life. Like before she would never consider doing a hand job. Like hand job was just a throwaway thing. It was like, it's not a thing that you do. Like it's, it's whatever, you know, if, if you got to reach down and pull his penis out of his underwear or something, okay, then you're going to touch it. But the, you know, it's the hand job was never really something that she enjoyed doing. And definitely not on her, the top of her list of things to do in the bedroom. But now, oh my gosh, like she's, she's dating this one guy and has been for a while. And she's like, if, if I don't do erotic massage on him at some point during our lovemaking, and usually in the beginning, because then it gets kind of crazy after that. But if she doesn't do erotic massage, then it's not as good. Like it just, it, it doesn't go as well. Like neither of them have had a good uh, as good of a time as if she does do erotic massage you know it's not something that people actually think about using their hands a whole lot but once you know how to use your hands in ways that like this one, one guy oh my god i gotta tell you this so Anne, her hubby said to me because i knew him he said to me yeah i used to think that intercourse was like the pinnacle of sex like that's all roads lead to sticking my penis into her vagina like that just feels so good but her hands can do things her pussy can't is what he said those are ex his exact words her hands can do things her pussy can't so i actually prefer her hands now and i'm like oh my gosh seriously like that's how good it can be but if you don't know what to do with your hands then no you're not going there totally not going there no one likes to look bad in bed so you're not going to do anything that you don't really know much about that's fair foreplay is so important oh so it's so good. yummy and that's where you can like tease and like mm -hmm. edging is all you know like pushing them close to an orgasm and then backing away and then pushing yeah. close to an orgasm again and then backing away and doing that like several times so that by the time he does have an orgasm it's like mind blowing. And the same for us. Like if he just, you know, dives in and just starts going after our clit and trying to give us an orgasm right in the first 20 seconds of touching us. Well, it's kind of like, uh, warm me up, dude. You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> like touch other parts, kiss me everywhere. Like, like let, let's oh. take the scenic route here. You know, like we need some warming up time. And guys, while they don't need warming up time, oh, when you take the time <laughs> to warm him up and edge him a little bit, oh my gosh, it's it's way better. Game changer. Game changer. And for the lady too, for the giver, oh 
my God, there's nothing sexier than feeling like Beyonce strutting onto the stage and owning it, you know, like totally being in control of his orgasmic experience and just, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how good that is. It's, it's really yummy. What would you say to Conchitas who are listening and saying like, this sounds very much like, like the girl has to do all the work right in order to have good sex like is that accurate like no like i get what you're getting at here yes while i teach women how to take control in the bedroom it is not up to her to service her guy like this isn't about servicing your man but she does owe it to herself to know how to rock his world because there is no substitute for confidence And confidence seems like a cliche kind of word until you are confident. And then you're like, oh, hell, I'm never going back to just like spread my legs and just laying there like a dead fish. Oh, hell no. That is not fun for me. What is fun for me is making him squirm under my touch. It's about how much I get out of it when I am in control. It's not about servicing him or working hard to to make sure that he's pleased and then I'm left out of the picture. It's not that at all. Like guys are dying for you to take control in the bedroom. When they are being pampered like the king that they are, he's going to treat you like a queen in and out of the bedroom. Oh my gosh, guys don't like to be outdone. Yeah, he's going to throw you on the bed and make you see stars you know (laughs) usually that's how it goes like Uh we are not doing all the work for sure but we are an equal participant in the bedroom so this goes back to you saying like if you please your man right you do all these beautiful things to your man your man is going to want to reciprocate it because he wants you to feel just equally pleased as he's been. He's going to up your, his game, right? This goes back to that? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, you heard it here, folks. Do not what your man can do for you, but what your man... Wait, what, how does it go? What you can do for your man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, good. You know, there are selfish lovers out there and there, there's mm-hmm. some people who don't want to reciprocate and... Yeah, you, that is not your guy. That is a good way to find out whether he is your guy or not. If you are taking him to levels of bliss that he can't even imagine, and then he doesn't want to reciprocate, oh, honey, you move on. <laughs> you move on, because there are There's a lot of men. Of dick in the sea, ladies. Okay, so that's the thing. So not everybody's in a relationship. And I, while a lot of my clients are in a relationship and they're, you know, they have someone to practice on, a lot of my clients are also single and they're dating. And the thing is, when you are single and you are dating and you have this skill set, you are never sitting across the table from your date thinking, oh god i really like him i really hope he likes me like oh man things are getting really good and he's just invited me back to his place oh i'm really nervous i don't know if this is gonna go well uh he's he looks totally out of my league i don't know man you are never thinking that when you have this skill set what you're thinking is oh honey you're gonna like me i am a queen and i can choose any king i want if i choose you you are going to be the luckiest man on the planet. 
You know, that's what you're thinking. Like having that kind of confidence, if you do get sexual with him and he turns out to be a dud, you're not like pining for him or trying to convince him or no, you're moving on because <laughs> you know that you're better than pizza and beer. You Clean know, like, energy. Yeah, queen, queen energy. energy. There, there's no settling. There's no going along with something you don't like. No, you're a queen. You're a goddess. I mean, the single ladies eat this stuff up because then they can go out on dates and not feel like they got to settle for anybody just because they're nice to them or whatever. Like, no, I don't have to settle for anybody. I get to choose who I want because I am amazing. I'm in agreement. I agree. If I had known this... When I was in my 20s, oh my gosh, I would not have settled for most of the boyfriends that I settled for. I would not have. I would have had a way higher self-esteem, right? I wasn't trying to measure up to him. He's trying to measure up to me. That's mm-hmm. a very different mindset. And that's a very empowering position for women to, to be in. Evelyn, did you... um? I don't know. Do you have anything to say? Not anything specific. I'm just thinking about like my life <laughs> and everything I've, I guess, encountered when it comes to like being sexual in the bedroom and everything. So it's funny because Stephanie, you were like, oh, everyone's really good at this stuff. But I always think that's just funny and not saying that it matters, but I've only been with like two, three people. Whereas, you know, a lot of other people, I feel like more experienced. When you say that stuff, I'm like, oh, what? You think I have more experience? You've had more experience than me, but it's just an interesting perspective <laughs> to look at, you know, because let's not, let's not call me out like that. Let's not explain <laughs> me like that. It is true though, because I've always been in long-term relationships So that's where I've been able to have, I guess, those good experiences. And even with the very first time I ever lost my virginity, like with the person, they were also losing it at the same time, which I honestly was the greatest thing ever for me because we both were like, we don't know what we're doing. So this is going to be fun. Yeah, it was just fun and like funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's just an interesting, like everyone's standing at a different point of view, a different vantage point for how they get like sexually awakened and how their sex life starts to turn out. It's just really interesting. And everyone's raised differently and, you know, gotten different messages from church, from society, from family, from teachers, from friends, whatever. And it it shapes how we enter into those sexual relationships. Yes, it, it does. It's really interesting, too, because I grew up with strict parents as well. Um, and my mom is like really religious. And even even now, she thinks it's bad or taboo to talk about like your period to other people. And I'm like, okay, just like talking about it all the time. I'm a very open person about like my sex life, if people want to talk about it, what I've done. I've always just had guy friends growing up. And they were so clueless when it came to girls. They were so just lost. I mean, who, what teenage boy isn't, right? (laughs) Just like teenage girls are. I guess because of how open I was, they would just ask me questions about that stuff. And I would be like, cool, we're talking about this. And so I was always just around those open people like that. But they were surprised. They were like, whoa, you'll talk to us about this stuff? And I'll be like, yeah, I will. It was like, gosh, I don't know how much I should share. But it's very funny. That's awesome. I mean, you have no idea how much you actually helped those boys just giving them a bit of a, <laughs> a hand up, you know, they're, 
yeah I wasn't I wasn't sure if I was gonna share this I had some guy friends in my uh, like high school and stuff that they would be flirting with a girl and they would like you know want to send her a dick pic or something and they would be like is this a good pic and I'd look at it and I'd be like, um, oh, change that. Or like stand like this, like just glance. And they're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and that's a lot of people would think that that's weird. And maybe it is weird. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But it was just I've always just been really comfortable with people that were like I trusted, obviously, and were close friends with. And that's how it, it was. Nice. I've talked a lot about erotic massage and it to some people it might seem a little daunting and where do you begin what do you do and I do want to mention that I have a free resource on my webpage rockthebedroom.com where people can check out well ladies or any 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 person who likes the penis um could check out it's a nice little introduction to just dipping your toes in the water of experimenting and touching a guy's body with your fingers and realizing how easy it is to make him squirm that is available to the listeners at rockthebedroom.com what is one thing that our female audience can do to add a little spice to their love life today Besides, of course, checking out your website. The free training that I just talked about will elaborate on what I'm about to say. So one thing that I would recommend, like I can't really teach you a technique over the podcast. It's That's why I have video trainings. I will say this. So whatever you are doing with your guy, no matter what it is that you're doing, slow it down. Whether you're kissing him, whether you're touching him, massaging him, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing, slow it down. Now that seems really trivial and like not a big deal, but I'm telling you ladies, this is huge. If you slow everything down so that it feels like almost slow motion, like when you think you're going slow enough, go slower. He will feel your touch way more. It will just be more sensual. It'll be more juicy. It will not feel like you are rushing towards a finish line to get it over with. The thing that we were talking about earlier, like touch it like you like it. If whatever you are touching on his body, you're going super slow, it feels like you are liking it and you're savoring it. So whatever it is that, you're, that you are doing, just slow it down and watch what happens. Yeah, I was going to say squirm is like the perfect word I feel like that you could have used for it it's so funny like thinking back on things but it's like chills run down their body and you could see all the goosebumps raise on their skin yes yes the goosebumps (laughs) no it is so it it, what you talk about it it really is it is so empowering it makes me feel great because it's like whoa because you're literally like tiptoeing on the skin with your fingers and it's great Oh yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm making that happen. I'm, the, those, those little angel bumps on his skin. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah, that feels good. I'm, a, I'm intrigued y'all with that. Is there any last thoughts before we wrap up this episode? I am super impressed at how open-minded you ladies are. Uh, thank you so much for, for allowing me to come on this episode and, and be very candid and open and blunt 
<laughs> and very brazen. My conversation here, I really appreciate your open-mindedness because this really is in service to so many women who are suffering in silence, not knowing what to do in the bedroom, feeling self-conscious and not knowing who to talk to, not even knowing that there are resources, not knowing that there are people like me teaching this stuff. Like, so you are in such service to women out there. Thank you so much. Oh, that's so nice. I love that. It's just finding open other open-minded people because the world is not cookie cutter, no matter how much it tries to tell you it is. All I was going to say is look, the holiday season, everybody's going to get some good grub. Everybody's going to eat well. It's also like cuffing season. People are all up in each other's business. So in the spirit of happy holidays, why not go check out Lee's website? And uh, I don't know. Talk to us in nine months. Let us know how it works for you. <laughs> happy <laughs> endings, happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's where we should end it. Happy endings, happy holidays. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wraps up the episode. Thank you so much to Lee Jagger for joining us and giving us all the beautiful context about erotic massages. I'm going to go ahead and give her a chance to shout out her social media accounts if you want to go ahead and follow her. And also, big huge shout out to Evelyn Salazar, co-host from season two. Like y'all know, she's been making a few appearances for season three. And she just so happened to be on this episode because, <laughs> I mean, in my life, she's pretty expertise or has pretty good experience when it comes to the sex topic. So I learned something new too from her today, but <laughs> that conversation will not be aired. But huge thank you to her too for coming on here. And uh, go ahead, ladies. Awesome. Thank you so much. So you can find me on TikTok. I actually went viral yesterday. It was awesome. Yes. yes. Oh, it was so fun. I can't even tell you. I have a lot of really awesome posts on TikTok. I guess that's why they went viral. And so you can find me there at rock the bedroom and on Instagram, I'm love Lee Jagger, L E E and then Jagger like Mick Jagger Facebook. I am Lee Jagger rocks. But if you go to TikTok, if you have a TikTok account, then all of my social media links are on there. If you click the link in my bio. And I just want to say real quick, Lee, your name is just so badass. Like Lee Jagger. That is such a badass name. It just fits you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel it's like a, a rock star. Name. Yeah, it is a sexy name. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And then Conchitas, you guys know where to find me. You can find me at Instagram, on Instagram at excellent, E-X-E-L-Y-N-N-N. And then in the link in my bio, you'll find me everywhere else. TikTok and other stuff. And as always, you guys know that we put social media for our guests in our episode description. So go ahead and check it out there. And while we're at that, don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to be updated on what we have going on on the self Wonders podcast. Such as for guests will be on upcoming episodes, podcast collabs, small business highlights, announcements, and so much more. Our Instagram page is self Wonders podcast and our Twitter account is at Wonders podcast. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Like always, I hope you resonated with the episode. Definitely learned something from it. And if you like the episode, go ahead and subscribe to the Self-Conscious Podcast. We are available on all your favorite podcasting apps. And make sure that when you leave us a rating, also leave us a review. It helps us spread the word. 
While you're at it, go ahead and share the episode with a friend or family member. The more listeners, the better. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Eso es todo hoy. I will see you all next week for a whole new episode. Until then, have a good one, Conchitas. And because we are in November, heading towards December, happy holidays, Conchitas. What's up, Conchitas? Before we go ahead and close out this episode, just wanted to give you guys a quick announcement. We actually have a bonus episode being released on Thanksgiving. That's right. It's going to come out on Thursday, November 25th, and it should be a good time. We have special guest Kate the dog joining us, and it is probably one of my most favorite conversations from season three. You know, so while you are preparing your Thanksgiving dinner, if you're just chillaxing, if you don't even celebrate Thanksgiving, if you're going to the gym, whatever you're doing, if you got some free time, go ahead and listen to our Thanksgiving special bonus episode. With that, have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of your week. Happy holidays and happy Thanksgiving, Conchitas.